and thank you for listening. This is Rich Goodman, Head of Capital Development for Toronto Stock Exchange and TSX Venture Exchange. Welcome to TMX Presents, the podcast. This is where we have conversations with capital markets leaders and visionary investors from around the world. As Head of Capital Development for Canada's largest equity exchanges, my role is to unlock global pools of capital for our listed issuers on the TSX and TSX Venture Exchange. In today's episode, we are going to talk about venture investing with Steve Palmer. Steve has been investing in public venture stocks for nearly three decades. Prior to founding Alpha North, he was VP Canadian Equities at AIG for nine years, earning huge accolades and more importantly, massive returns in his small cap fund. And Steve has surpassed that success with his own firm, Alpha North. Welcome, Steve, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me on. Is there anything you can point to from your past that led you to this particular career, or was it more accidental? Well, I always wanted to be a veterinarian, actually, and I changed that career path in high school for two reasons, I guess. My dad had a hobby farm, and one day I was speaking to the vet that was there, and he said, it's not as glamorous as you may think. You know, you're on call 24 hours a day. Sometimes people don't pay and you have a choice like, what do you do? Save the animal. You know, you're doing it all for free. Kind of around the same time is when the crash of 87 happened and it just kind of drew my attention to the stock market, which I never really paid attention to before. And I got fascinated in small cap and and began investing actually with my grandfather and some small cap companies, and he taught me a lot, and that's kind of how it started, and I just continued to pursue that as a career. What has kept you into venture all these years? Well, I find it very interesting and fascinating to be able to speak with all the CEOs and industry professionals who are working on innovative products to make the world a better place, whether it's through drug discovery or new technologies innovative consumer products or critical commodities. It's quite exciting and there's always investment opportunities that offer substantial rewards in these areas. Let's kind of hang on that theme for a little bit, making the world a better place. Can you give me maybe one or two examples of some stocks that really have made a difference? Well, we do a lot of investing. The most obvious one, I guess, would be in the biotech space where companies are looking for new drugs that can help with various health issues. You are very much involved in public venture investing. A lot of stocks on our venture exchange. Tell me about our exchange and what you like investing. Well, we take a diversified approach. So we invest in all sectors. The TSX Venture has the most listings in the venture space of of any exchange. And there's always no shortage of opportunities and early stage companies. What is it about early stage companies that really attracts you? Well, the data shows that small cap equities over the long term offer the best best long term returns. So that's one reason why I focus on that area. It's also far more interesting researching and investing in these these unique companies than some of the large caps like the banks are not particularly exciting. You get to grow with the companies. Yeah, some of the companies we invest in, you know, I've had investments for a decade. So you get to know the management teams really well, their business models. You, is it fair to say you become 
fairly intimate with these investments? Yeah, I think so. Like you talk to the management regularly and yeah, especially our core names, we would keep on top of the most. And where do you tend to find these investments? Well, we've been doing this for quite a long time and we built an extensive network of individuals that bring us deals and a lot of the boutique investment dealers in Canada. Occasionally we do find something on our own, not through one of our contacts. You know, current market conditions have scared away a lot of venture investors. What about this particular market do you like? Well, investors uh, chase performance and the big opportunities in the venture market are after significant corrections like we've seen recently. The TSX venture has declined by roughly 50% over the last 18 months. So I view this current situation similar to the global financial crisis and the crash of 2020 when the pandemic hit. I believe that returns in those situations were extraordinary from those market lows, and I expect that this time it will be similar outcome. Yes. Speaking of the crash of 2020, that's not the only storm that Alpha North has survived, but you as an investor survived many storms, starting with the first one when you entered the market in 87 and continuing throughout your career. How have you survived these storms when many other investment funds that focused on venture didn't survive? Well, one thing is we don't use excessive leverage. We didn't change our strategy during these tough times or panic. We also have a strong core group of investors, including a high partnership ownership and family ownership in the fund. So we didn't have any redemption issues at the bottom, which were most investors uh, panic and, and sell. Another key point is we maintain diversification across sectors. Often what is the case is a particular sector gets really hot and may crash, but some other sector will take over and provide leadership in the junior market. Are there any small cap venture investors out there other than yourself? Sadly, I am not aware of many funds left that invest in micro and small cap. Everyone now plays the game of buying a private placement and selling or shorting as quickly as possible to keep the warrants. Everything's about no risk. This is why almost all the deals, regardless of whether they're oversubscribed or priced at a discount, immediately trade below the deal price. And this has become very frustrating for real investors like ourselves and many retail investors who, who don't have access to these financings and this negatively impacts the longer term investors. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a bit. Why aren't others seeing the opportunities that you're seeing, do you think? Well, it has been a pretty challenging market for the last decade. Like if you look at since we launched the Alpha North Partners Fund in 2007, the venture index has declined, I think it's down 77, 78% since that time, which is a huge loss. So it's been a very, very challenging environment for small cap. These are the days you think back fondly to those dreams of being a veterinarian? <laughs> Sometimes. No, but I don't regret it. I always say to people, like the junior space, it's like winning a lottery. These euphoric gains sometimes. It's great when that happens. But you also have some really tough times where you're like standing on the window ledge kind of uh, situation. 
There's no doubt that your fund has seen some pretty wild swings, upwards in the 200% range on the positive side, and on the negative side, it's seen declines approaching and even surpassing on occasion 50%. Mm-hmm. Yet your long-term returns continuously outperform the market. It seems to be a pretty steady strategy in the long run, but absolute wild returns in the middle. Small caps are definitely more volatile. And what we try to do is minimize as much as possible the downside. But in small cap, it's not practical to be able to liquidate all the positions or hedge it appropriately. We do take our lumps in times like this. But when the market does come back, we typically hold a lot of warrants and the leverage to the upside is quite good. Like during the bull markets in the the TSX venture, we have always had exceptional performance. In fact, we've been the number one fund in Canada in all those occasions. Have you followed some of the hot market trends in the past, like crypto and cannabis? We have. I've never been that positive on those two sectors, but we have participated a little bit in those. Generally, we've been pretty cautious in in those areas. How do you know when to enter, how deep to enter, and when to identify that something may be short-term as opposed to a long-term investment theme? Well, there's no magic answer. We use common sense. Another tool we use is technical analysis to help with our buy and sell decisions. Selling is the hardest part of investing, in my opinion. And we found that the technical, the charts can help time when to get out. You've been a strong supporter of the Bahamas Capital Event Conference. You attend other capital event conferences We sponsor the Kelowna event, which you attended. Us at uh, the exchange, we see them as great partners. What do you like about these particular events? I really like the format of the one-on-one meetings compared to someone standing at a podium and going through a PowerPoint where you have limited ability to ask questions and often everybody's on their cell phone, not really paying close attention. It's much more engaging to have a one-on-one meeting with the CEO. These events are really well run by the capital event management team. They've got the details down. Each investor also may have different areas of interest. With the one-on-one format, they can focus on the material that's important to them. For example, I'm a numbers guy, so I often focus on that. And another thing that's good about these is often the meetings are held on a Saturday, which is much better for investors because you don't have the distraction of the stock market being open and trading. I imagine there aren't nearly as many investment banks knocking on your door with investment opportunities as there once was, especially during the good old mining boom. Other than attending these particular events, what other ways are you getting your investment ideas? Well, we do a lot of reading, and I said we have a strong network of guys that we talk to that show us opportunities. More recently, there seems to be a lot of U.S. firms that have been reaching out to us, but we like to maintain our focus on Canada. We don't really have time to assess all the U.S. deals. There's so many in Canada that we don't need to go looking for stuff in the U.S. You once were big in mining investing, 
You've pivoted very well over the years into the sectors that have ultimately done extremely well. Have you already been pivoting back into mining, venture mining? We have. Like during the 2002 to 2007 period, that was a huge run for junior mining companies, and we participated in that. But that ended with the financial crisis. And at that time, we reduced our exposure. But in the recent years, it's been a more balanced approach, like resources versus technology, biotech, and consumer products. Let's talk about your investing philosophy. When you are looking at a prospective investment, what in particular are you looking for? We look for strong management that has a good track record, team that has skin in the game is important. We look at the share structure that is very important. We like to invest in situations that have something very proprietary or unique that fits in with our macro view. You mentioned earlier that some investments you're in for 10 years or even longer. What's the typical investment length? Well, we do a lot of private placements. So the rules in Canada would be it's a four-month hold period for private placements. So we don't look to hedge those quickly like many others do. So I would say six months to several years is kind of typical. We also do short-term trading opportunities as well when available. How do you know when it's time to exit? Well, that's the trickiest thing. And we do have fundamental targets on our investments. But just because a stock may reach its fundamental, what we consider a, a fair value zone, we don't automatically sell when it gets there. We always look at the technical, like the chart, and see what the chart is saying. And sometimes the cases, it shows that there's strong momentum still, and we will hold off selling until we get confirmation from the charts. And this has really been, I think, key in, in our outperformance over the longer term is being able to sell many positions at opportune times. Do you also continuously reinvest as your portfolio companies go out and, and raise additional capital? Yes. If many of these investments that we're in for several years, we would invest multiple times along the way. And is that typically keeping your percentage ownership intact or do you continuously reassess what your ownership take should be? We don't really care what percent ownership we have in a particular company. It's more looking at that from a portfolio standpoint of the fund, what the percentage weighting is in the fund. So let's talk about some investing regrets. There's two sides. There's selling too late and there's selling too early. Mm -hmm. Let's start with selling too late. Any particular companies come to mind? There's one that comes to mind. I mentioned we invest in a lot of biotech companies that often it's fairly binary outcome on a clinical trial. We invested in one several years ago called Neurotrope, which had a phase two trial for Alzheimer's disease ongoing. And we assessed that they had relatively good odds of success for the trial. So we invested, stock did quite well. We could have sold it prior to the results with a great gain, but we, you know, often we make the decision that we think it's good risk reward and we're going to hold it for the results. Turned out the results were not positive and the stock declined significantly. So that's a situation where we, we had a nice gain on the table, but we just 
we stayed too long. Didn't take the money off the table. No. But who's to know? Like, it could have been a massive home run if the results were good. Absolutely. And speaking of that, where you sold too early. We sold too early. Often in the, like, we did participate a little bit in the cannabis space. We invested early in several situations that did really well, and we, we sold them. But several of these stocks got caught up in the euphoria and some subsequently went much higher beyond what any reasonable person would ever expect. You can't easily predict irrational behavior. But we really don't fret too much about these situations of selling too early. I think what really matters is what we did with the proceeds that we sold it for. Often we redeploy the proceeds into another opportunity that's more early stage with uh, lower downside risk. And often this does make up for the, the money that we left on the table on the, the initial investment. Steve, tell me about Alpha North and your team. So my partner, Joey Javier, and I have worked together since 1998. I'm the CIO. I do the company research and the stock picking. Joey is a trader and he's also compliance. So that's how we kind of split the roles. And we outsource a lot of the admin work and accounting, obviously, and stuff like that. And your investment group is pretty tight? It is, yeah. We've learned that we don't really need a huge team to do what we do. Steve, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Investors can get in touch with us by visiting our website at alphanorthasset.com. And our contact information is on there. Steve, anything else you want to tell us about Alpha North and venture investing and why you love it? The best long-term returns are offered by the small cap equity space. And I think those investors who, this classic buy low, sell high, and I believe this is a low point after we've experienced a 50% discount or decline in the TSX Venture Index. Despite riding out a lot of the peaks and valleys over the years, we've generated very strong returns. But those investors who have entered or added to their positions during these periods of weakness have done far better. What would you say to young investors, fledgling investors who are thinking about getting into venture investing and and how they can break into this industry and make a career like you did? Well, it's a lot of hard work and due diligence. It can be very stressful. It's not like some other careers where if you put in hard work and do the right things and just you'll do really well. Like I can go into the office, I can work 12 hour days, I can do a lot of due diligence and I can make decisions and they still may not be right and I may do poorly. So I find that aspect a little tough. Well, Steve, that was really awesome. I want to really thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast with me. What you've done in venture investing is unfortunately unique, but really incredible. And I think a lot of investors out there can learn a lot from you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, Rich. It's been great to be on. Thank you for listening to TMX Presents, the podcast. For more information on TSX and TSX Venture Exchange investing information, please subscribe to our monthly Investor Insights Report and our Market Intelligence Report by visiting tsx.com MIG. And for more insights from capital markets leaders and my TMX colleagues, please visit tmx.com slash POV.